Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Really appreciate you making us a part of your morning. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. And Marsha Brownlee joining us to start off the show today. She's on the phone and is the National Wildlife Federation's Artemis Sportswoman Program Manager. Marsha, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is a mouthful. Well, yes. I, I appreciate you joining us today. Could you, could you introduce yourself and maybe also the, the Artemis Sportswoman program? Tell folks what that's all about. Yeah, you bet. Um, first, thanks for having me. Um, as you said, I am the program manager for Artemis Sportswomen, which is the National Wildlife Federation's initiative to engage women hunters and anglers in conservation advocacy. Uh, so right now, we're really taking advantage of the fact that women are the largest rising demographic in hunting and fishing and has been for the last decade. Uh, and we bring them in and provide a community of support from other women hunters and anglers um, and and help them um, in the process of understanding that conservation and taking care of our resources is a real big responsibility of anyone who hunts and fishes. Well, and that's something that you, you started this, right? Like this was sort of your brainchild. It wasn't actually. It was no. started by a group of uh, 12 women that the National Wildlife Federation pulled together from across the West Okay. Um, who really formed the values. But I've been on as program manager since 2018. And and you're from, uh, is it Michigan originally? You're not from Montana, but uh, originally, but uh, we, we've now claimed you. You live in Montana now. Yes. yes, I do and have been here since 2009. It's definitely home now. I'm in Missoula. Well, something that's concerning to you right now, I know, is climate change. And now I've said that, that's something that I know is, it's almost a trigger. Now people want to change the channel, right? But I, this is important when we're talking about the realm of hunting and fishing. And, and, and you've taken note of this. Absolutely. I mean, you're you're 100% right. In the hunting and fishing community, we don't often talk about climate change. Um, and there, that's for a variety of reasons. It's, it's a massive, complex problem that's been highly politicized. But if we step away from the politics, you know, hunters and anglers are so connected to the natural world. We know water levels are from year after year. We know what water temperatures are from year to year. We know um, what's happening with snowfall during our hunting seasons. We're really in tune and we need to be because our success depends on it. And any hunter or angler who's been in the field in the last few years has noticed a change in their seasons. They've noticed a change in the landscape and they've noticed a change in the paths of wildlife. Uh, and that is connected to climate change. And it's time that we use our really powerful voices to engage actively in this issue. Um, our future and our hunting heritage really do depend on it. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about climate change, I think Montana, we've certainly seen some hot summers here in recent years, enough that uh, hoot owl restrictions, that's something that's becoming pretty common. It really wasn't that long ago that we were having to explain what those even were when we talked about them on the news when they came up. We, we had to dive in, and now we just we just say hoot owl restrictions are in effect. That's That's something pretty recent. You're right. I mean, uh, like I said, I moved out here in 2009 um, and started fishing right away and didn't know who all restrictions were probably until like 2012, 2013. And then this past summer, uh, they started in July. And it's, you're right, they're becoming much more common. They're happening much earlier. Um, and it's, it's really putting pressure on the wildlife um, and the fish that rely on that water, but also the, the, the guides and the outfitters. 
um, that depend on that for their living. Yeah, well, and we've seen some sections of uh, of rivers just completely shut down. Mm-hmm. So, yep. it, it, what are we seeing hunting wise? I mean, certainly wildfires have an impact. Wildfires have an impact. Um, invasive species have an impact. Uh, changing um, temperatures that that will shift migration paths of wildlife have an impact. You know, I think a huge part, if we focus in on um, the invasive plants uh, that are attacking our grasslands and our sagebrush, uh, those in particular, they're not, they don't provide as much nutrition um, for the animals that rely on it. So if you're looking at the mule deer, they're not going into the winter um, as fat as they need to be. Uh, So depending on what winter does for them that year, um, starvation numbers are likely to be higher. So there's, it's impacting from every direction. So, Marsha, what then, what's the answer? What's the action item here? Because, you know, this is a big problem. There's not an easy answer. Right. It's a huge problem, and there's not an easy answer. And the National Wildlife Federation recently released a guide called the Hunters and Anglers Guide to Climate Change, and it focuses uh, on solutions and on taking an engaged solutions-oriented approach. Um, I think the first step for hunters and anglers is to engage in the conversation actively uh, and to recognize that I think a lot of times when we think about climate change solutions, we think very narrowly about what that means. And if we broaden our definition, it means um, natural infrastructure. It means um, beavers on the landscape. So our water supply is in the land and doesn't just shoot down the river the second snow falls, which will help with cooling water temperatures, which will help with um, sanctuaries for wildlife during really hot fires. Um, It means intact forces, forests, and natural landscapes. Um, We've got acts like the Blackfoot Clearwater Stewardship Act here in Montana. That's a community-based approach to keeping natural systems intact, and that is a carbon sink um, for the CO2 emissions that are in the environment. It's about vital habitat restoration, so the landscape is as healthy as it can be um, to, again, help us Uh, with the carbon emissions. So it's a really multifaceted approach um, and people can engage in in the way that makes the most sense to them. Uh, But I think the important point that we're trying to make right now is that we have to engage. Yeah, this has to be something that uh, it sounds like comes uh, comes down ultimately from the top, maybe uh, for for big action. But it's going to take the action and the interest of uh, folks at the grassroots level to, to get it to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and hunters and anglers have, you know, some of America's first conservationists. And if we add our voice to our decision makers effort, decision makers efforts to really advocate for changes in how we fund conservation and what our priorities are, um, that will make a big impact. So, Marsha, if, uh, if listeners want to find out more about the uh, the National Wildlife Federation, about the Artemis, about uh, the, the climate change issues we've been talking about, where should they go? What should they do? Yes, if you want to find out more about Artemis, go to artemis.nwf.org. And you can also visit the hunting and fishing um, portion of the NWF website by going to nwf.org slash outdoors. Okay, perfect. Marsha Brownlee, she is with the National Wildlife Federation and the Artemis Sportswoman Program Manager. Marsha, thanks so much for taking time with us this morning. Yeah, thank you. Stick around. More Coffee Break coming up. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. 
local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome back in Coffee Break, brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. Busy show today. We've got three guests joining us. And uh, once again, we're going to the phone. we got Mike Venata with us uh, for the second segment. He is the director of the Starbase program out at Fort Harrison. Uh, Mike's got a class starting here in uh, just a little bit, but we got a few minutes with him. Mike, thanks for taking time. Hey, no problem, Troy. Always a pleasure to come on the show. We've had you on the show before, um, but can you just give people a a little bit of a primer on what Starbase is all about? Yeah, you bet. So Starbase is uh, DOD, so it's federally funded um, to the Department of Defense. It's a STEM education program. So STEM uh, stands for science, technology, engineering, and math, and it's for fifth graders. And so every single fifth grader in Helena and East Helena um, comes out on a field trip to Fort Harrison um, with their classroom teacher for five consecutive days. And um, I have a staff of three who, who teaches all the curriculum. And, you know, we have Lego robotics and chemistry and, and physics and uh, CAD software. And it's just it's just a really fun place to work and, you know, make an impact. We see a thousand kids a year, give or take. And um, it's just an amazing program, to be honest. Yeah. Who, uh, who Who's out there this week? What school do you have out there this week? Um, this week we have got, uh, four G's. We have the last class from four G's. Four G's has got three fifth grade classes, um, at their school. And so we had the last four G's class. Um, actually, no, no, I'm turned around here. We just have four G's. We actually have Jim Darcy out here now. We have the first Jim Darcy class and we'll have them for the next three weeks because there's also three, uh, fifth grade classes at Jim Darcy. So, okay. To ride the bus in from the valley. Yeah, and you're you're working on all sorts of stuff. For, uh, you know, robotics. I know is always the the highlight, but uh, you're you're doing all kinds of things with them. It's it, it's really cool, and it, it it rotates through fifth graders in Helena. Do you do classes outside of uh, Helena too, like East Helena and that? Do you do you work with them? Yeah, no. Every single East Helena class comes through as well. Um, they have six classes out in East Helena. Um, and, you know, we, we try to get some, some outside schools. Uh, you know, we, we do St. Andrews, um, the private school here in town. We do Helena Christian. Um, and in the past, we've also done Montana City, Clancy, Lincoln's come over. Um, but, but this year's schedule is really kind of packed in um, with, with Helena and East Helena schools. So we're, we're not um, as able to get some of those smaller classes in this year, which is a bummer. So we're going to try to maybe... Uh, engage those kids in the summertime but yeah you know it's really it's unique that montana we get, we get to see every single kid in the area whereas you know a lot of star bases there's about 80 in the country a lot of star bases only get to see a small percentage of their school district you know if you're in austin texas say you know so uh it's it's really a wonderful place to to work and and uh you know Every week, you know, it's the same stuff, but it never gets old because the impact that you make and the aha moments that the kids have is yeah. really worth it. 
Well, and we've touched on it before, but I wanted to mention again, Starbase 2.0, this is something that's bringing the STEM stuff back around to kids that maybe have been through it before. Maybe if they moved in, they hadn't. Uh, They get to do it in the middle school. Uh, Is is that active right now? Um, We are, we've been, so my, uh, one of my educators, um, Kinsey Vavrushka, she's also my 2.0 coordinator. And she's been working real hard um, this fall so far to get, to get those going going again um you know covid is you know it's a curveball i'm kind of tired of it being a curveball i think we all are you know you never know what's going to happen with that so you know there's been some uncertainty about you know can volunteers come into the schools because 2.0 you know the biggest part of that is we have stem volunteers Mm -hmm. to help coach the kids um so it's looking like spring is definitely going to happen. Um, we'll have some, some clubs going again and, you know, we're shooting for, um, a club at HMS, a club at CR Anderson, and then a club out at East Valley in East Helena. So that is coming. That ball is rolling down the road. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about that because it, it, like you said, it does kind of come back around and help, you know, if, if kids got some sparks, when they were out here as a fifth grader, you know, we kind of view that as, you know, oxygen to kind of keep that, that flame going and, and make it you know, a bit stronger, you know? And so, Mike, if you're, uh, are, are you still looking for volunteers for, for the spring? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're always looking for, for 2.0 volunteers. Um, you know, um, they really should have a STEM background, um, you know, but, but I mean, STEM, there's STEMs involved in that many many careers um but you know we're actually doing a rebranding um with our logo and stuff and so and once that's complete we're also going to launch a brand new website um so once that's done we're going to have kind of a central place to send people if they're interested in volunteering um and newton um kinsey her call signs newton is target we, we go by call signs uh newton has you know a, a pretty comprehensive list of ways she's recruiting volunteers uh to, to participate in that program well, and I know we've talked about, uh, the, you know, across the country, they're looking at uh, even doing that like a 3.0 and moving into high schools. And I, I think you ought, you ought to look at uh, a Starbase 4.0, have some of the parents out and uh, do some of the stuff that the kids are doing. You you can invent right here at, at Fort Harrison, Starbase 4.0. Starbase 4.0. You know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad way, you know, you know, they have those nights where parents go and they do paintings, you know, whatever together. They can come out and play and program robots, right? I, I think it'd be great. <laughs> you know, one thing I want to talk on, mention before before we're we're off off is, uh, um, you know, every year we have to submit a congressional report. Well, we have to submit data that gets, um, you know, collated by um, the Spectrum Group, which kind of manages Starbase program for the DoD, and they put together a congressional report. And uh, this year, um, uh, Helena alumni young man by the name of Jonathan Garber, actually his, his story was selected to be featured in the congressional report. Um, he came to Starbase in 2009 uh, as a fifth grader, and now he's a satellite uh, systems engineer, um, and he, you know, STEM is very much his, his passion and his, his career. He, he spent some time over in Afghanistan flying hunter drones as a DOD contractor. Um, just a really amazing story. And uh, he attributes, you know, a lot of that, uh, you know, success and, and drive and, and motivation to his to his time at Starbase. And that's really exciting for us to have that featured in that report coming up. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. Starbase making a difference uh, in our kids' lives, uh, not just short-term, but long-term as well. Mike, I sure appreciate you taking time to chat with us. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it and give me a platform to kind of tell people about what we do because, you know, most people don't know what it is unless their kids come through. So I appreciate the chance to, to talk about it. Yeah, 100%. Mike Venata with Starbase. He's got a class, and we've got another guest waiting in the lobby. We're going to go get him, and we'll be back with more on Coffee Break. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. Busy show this morning. We're going to jump right in with Kevin Tenney from the Lewis and Clark County Fairgrounds. He's the grand finale today. Kevin, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. You know, I, I, I get ready when it's dark and now the sun's up. So, you know, we're halfway through the day already. Right. You're almost done for the day. Yeah. You? Yeah. Well, and it's been a bit since you've been in. We took a month off. Um, things didn't take a month off out at the uh, the fairground. So it's been busy. Yeah, it's 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 constant down there again. It's it's like it like it used to be. We're we're running pretty hard. Well, and I, I guess sad news, we don't want to pass over. Uh, Shirley Heron passed away, and I know she did an awful lot of stuff out there at the fairgrounds. She was she was awesome. Yeah. She really, really was a great woman. She's She could come in and brighten anybody's day, and I've known Shirley, I guess, now for 18 years, and I actually didn't even know she was sick, and I'd actually talked to her a couple weeks prior and yeah, I just, that woman would shake a hand like a, a truck driver or yeah. give you a hug at the same time. As patriotic as they come, she was just an awesome woman. Did a lot of things for the fairgrounds, and she's she's going to be missed. Yeah, yeah. And you really have a lot of people in the community that do things like that. I mean, to, to keep the fairgrounds running is not just your crew. There's a lot of people from the community that that make it happen. Oh, it's 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 volunteers. Yeah, without volunteers. You don't do a fair. You don't do Spring Fest. You don't do some of those events we put on without volunteers. Yeah. So if people are interested, if they're like, hey, I, I'd volunteer out of the fairgrounds, can can they do that? Do you have a need? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just you call. always have a need, I suppose. Always have a need. I mean, we need we, – we can have help year-round, um, but the events, yeah, that's definitely where we're, we, we look for the volunteers. Okay. So would they just get a hold of you there at the fairgrounds and say, I want to help. Where do you need me? Yeah, Absolutely. Perfect. See, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to work with Kevin Tenney. You've had some big events out there. I mean, Larry, the cable guy, you had the uh, Tracy Bird out there. Um, uh, the, the, the honor of uh, the, the wall of honor banquet was also out there last month. There were some big events in October. Yeah, we, we were, we were hopping in October. We've never had multiple concerts in the, in the fall and, um, both went well. Um, Larry, the cable guy was hilarious he people loved him um i wasn't there for tracy bird but i heard he put on a heck of a show and yeah i mean it's 
it's fun to be doing these things yeah. again. Yeah, um, you, you had a year of just sitting, waiting, right. watching the calendar right. days, kind of that cartoon with the calendar days falling <laughs> off. That's right. what you were doing. Um, but now, I mean, still stuff going on. you got a gun show coming up, right? Yep. we got uh, next weekend we have the gun show, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and um, it just keeps going. There's, it's, I think there's something every weekend. Uh, December, I think it slows down a little bit. We have a couple – private events um but it's getting well there's the uh the craft show that first weekend of december which you say december but that's not that far away at this point we're less than a month away from december so yeah it's uh things are flying by now so and then come january every weekend there's boat shows and you're getting ready for the fair at that point i mean you're you're kind of already getting ready for the fair we met last night my committee and myself met last night to start uh discussing how we're going to do things we're adding some things making bringing more events to it so yeah it's it's a it's going to be a different looking fair next year yeah so i mean can you share any of that with us yeah i i guess we've always had the one concert on wednesday night um bring the big big act in um that our exhibit hall thirty-six thousand square feet we've put some commercial vendors in there and uh, we had the indoor fair and 4-H and then a free stage for our hypnotists. Mm-hmm. Commercial booths are dying. We had maybe 13 in there. It just was it was sad last year. We didn't have an indoor fair. We didn't have a committee that wanted to do it anymore. It was sad. So we're going to take that building, empty it out, put a big stage in there, and we're going to do a concert, a full concert on Friday and Saturday night in there this year. So Okay. Um, during the day we'll have tables we'll have the stage up for our we'll still do you know the hypnotists the magicians and stuff in there tables coming eat your lunch or your dinner and get out of the the heat but then we're gonna close it down at about seven o'clock um, pull all the tables out and we're, we're gonna we're gonna bring in two big acts for friday and saturday night so we'll still have the thursday night show Wednesday night or, or Wednesday, excuse me, yeah, Wednesday night. We're still going to have that to kick everything off, right? Right, yeah. We 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 got an offer in on a pretty big name, and we're we're waiting on a an acceptance of that. Um, so we'll still do the big one. Um, the ones indoors will be a little smaller because we can't spend two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars because we can only sell twenty five hundred tickets. Um, but I mean, we've brought some pretty big names in that exhibit. Also, it's not going to be local. We're going to have right. some name acts and um, have a lot of fun on Friday and Saturday. So that'll be. A, I mean, it, it, it it's certainly different, and sometimes different is tough for people because they they've done the same thing every year. But it, it, this is a good thing too. I, I think so. I mean, it's. A lot of people don't like country music, um, so let's try to bring in some other act, but put them inside and sell two thousand tickets and have have fun there too. But it's 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 giving people more options. Um, mm-hmm. We'll we'll do combos, you know. If it'll start a little later than the the Wednesday night because it'll start after the rodeo. Um, we'll we'll bump the rodeo up in a little bit in time, um, so it's not starting at ten thirty at night. Um, right. But yeah, we'll sell combo. You know, forty bucks gets you a rodeo ticket and Dang, the concert, and d- just yeah. do something like that, and give you more more options of things to do. I, I think that's great. I I hope it yeah. works. Yeah, I I think it'll be good. And um, you know, do you have any idea on acts yet? I mean, obviously, it's still a little early. We have one confirmed already on Saturday, um, and that that's the only one that's confirmed. Okay, um, and it is not country. Um, that's about all I can. That's all you're going to say. You're not going to give say. us anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, is that what you you were teasing? You said you had big news. I, I saw on social media and said we got big news. I, I can't tell you. 
Right. I, that's fun. I kind of enjoy that, though. Yeah. Like, is is that like your big that. news? That's our big news. So we You've do have we have a one a, set. One one. What can you give us a genre of music? If you um, multiple, how's that? It's oh, look at multiple. that. Multiple. That's <laughs> a hint. That's a good hint. Multiple genres. Uh, so I like it. Kevin Tenney is, uh, is is sufficiently vague here. He he's <laughs> good at it. So do we have a date of sort of when you're going to announce? Hey, here's who's doing these shows. Here's I mean, is there sort of a? I know it's a little bit of a waiting game, waiting for all this stuff. But do you have a general idea of when you can announce and start getting people excited about tickets? Well, I was hoping December first okay. um, to announce, but unless we're all all three are confirmed, that's we'll we'll do it short wait after now. okay that. um if we used to wait till february um but we moved it up in december so it it might be in the new year it just all depends on it's oh, a waiting people game. then can get in and buy tickets for christmas presents yeah that's kind of kind of the, yeah. what was our reasoning behind that but yeah it's it's a waiting game if we get our offers accepted um we'll we'll announce as soon as possible yeah so, so triple the concerts coming right. at the uh, the next stampede and fair, I I love it. You're still gonna have funnel cakes and uh, corn dogs on a stick, right? Like, yeah, the food won't change. You're not food taking that away there. from me. No, that'll still okay. be there for you. All right, so uh, the, we're we're still gonna have the food. We're we're still gonna have the rides. We're we're just getting extra now. Right, just a little more, little more options. Yeah, I love it. Uh, get online, check out uh, Lewis and Clark County Fairgrounds, the gun show coming up. There's also uh, the vintage market coming up, and uh, I think a, a craft show is is the one that's uh, the first weekend in December. So lots of stuff going on out at the Lewis and Clark County Fairgrounds. Kevin, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Hanging out in the lobby and waiting to, to come in here and holding finish this court. thing off. Yeah, holding court out there in the lobby, telling them nothing. Telling them a lot of stuff and nothing at the same time. He's a pro at it. <laughs> thanks for joining us today on Coffee Break. That's all the time we have, but we'll be back here again tomorrow, same time. We'll see you then. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.